What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, that's where the magic happens. I think Nico's put up his boudoir photo set as we speak, so that's going to be nice. Some spicy um, sets. Spicy. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico, coming at that's you me. via Anchor. How you doing, buddy? Well, you know, still existing in this, like, nothing dimension that is the rest of 2020. Yeah, it's just weird, right? Like, like nothing's okay. happening. Like, nothing's real. Is it more weird? Because, like... It's almost over? Well, it's almost over, so... But that doesn't make it more weird. I think what makes it more weird is just, like, all the certain uncertainty. Yeah, I don't know. Like... Okay, clearly there's going to be an end to all this election stuff here soon. Like, they have to file soon. Court cases are coming and going so fast, but, like, it's still just weird. <laughs> like, at this point, I don't care who wins. Like, they could declare John Cena the actual winner because all his votes were invisible. <laughs> like, and I'd be like, you know what? That, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> I was reading an article today, and it was just – I. I think it's. I mean, listen. I think it's been pretty obvious to anyone who's who's really following that these these lawsuits have been fairly empty. Um, the one today that I was reading about was Rudy Giuliani in Philadelphia, Philly baby, where he they have two people's affidavits where these two people didn't get a chance to cure their ballots. They're saying, however, they're not in the county of philadelphia there are two other counties in pennsylvania um the county of Pennsylvania, of philadelphia the counties of philadelphia were actively letting people cure their ballots which is i guess allowed by pittsburgh law or pennsylvania law and specifically what i mean by cure is if they got your dead if they got your ballot before and whatever deadlines and there's like a small discrepancy yeah yeah there was like an error you forgot to sign it or something or like you didn't put the date on it if they could reach you in time, you could come in and fix it. Um, apparently, in the city of Philadelphia, they were doing that as allowed by law and on schedule, et cetera, et cetera. And in some of the more Republican counties, I guess these two particular people's votes weren't given the opportunity to be cured. Um, but it, it wasn't in the counties relevant to Philadelphia. So it made the whole thing kind of like the judge was kind of like, why are you suing this county? <laughs> and then the argument became because these two weren't able to cure their ballots we should throw out 680,000 ballots here in Philadelphia I mean like all's well that ends well I guess <laughs> so the, the article was really interesting because it, it, it detailed a lot of like the exchanges between the judge and Giuliani where the judge is like why would I how would how do we get here? Like, how how is this the logical end game for this particular how, problem? How is how is this the C? Right. Tell me. <laughs> like, how how does this solve your problem of these two voters? <laughs> the prosecution ended their argument with, "Please just dismiss this." <laughs> 
when the other side is like, I'm just tired of being here every day. Are we done yet? Can I go? Am I allowed to go home? I miss my family. (laughs) You know what? It's over. (laughs) Um, The draft was, in fact, tonight, the NBA draft. Ooh. Um, So when the draft happens, there's a lot of moves that get made. Money moves. Um, Here we go. And we got a lot of we got a lot of information um, coming in about the Rockets too. Um, the are Rockets we, have, are we a team? No, no. Oh. The Rockets have how now made two different trades. Okay. Um, I don't know about this one. This is weird. Uh, I'm just reading about the details of this one here. Um. So the other trade was they traded. Uh, Robert Covington to Portland for two first round picks. Okay. Um. I mean that's what we want. Right. We brought in Trevor Ariza, the number sixteen pick from Portland, for Robert Covington, and then another first rounder. Okay. Uh, down the road, we now traded Trevor Ariza and the first round pick to Detroit for a future first round pick. Now Detroit's pretty bad, so I kind of like that. That's that's kind of that like, pick will be a good pick over time. Whereas Portland is probably going to be pretty good over the next two or three years. Right, first round from Portland's not as good as a first round from. Correct. Like number sixteen will probably be as low as the Portland first round will be most years because they're going to be in the playoffs most year. Right. They also bought Detroit's twenty twenty one second round pick from the Lakers for four and a half million dollars. That's not bad, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how to evaluate that part. Like, because like it, it, it's hard to it's hard to put cash value on picks because it, like. They either go super well or not at all. Well, and, and you're going to pay the player. And, like, teams buy picks all the time in the NBA. It is a weird, like, cash is a real tradable element in the NBA. Um, well, these deals, like, too. these deals Tetris out so weird. And it's like, well, well I guess we'll sell you a, a draft pick. <laughs> right. Um, so, also, right now, I, the Rockets are essentially done. The Rockets are now sellers this year. They are going to be unloading talent. The moving of Covington is a done deal. Covington, while not top three, was easily in our rotation and an important player in our rotation. Somebody who, like, when he's hurt, we got to cover those minutes. We 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 show it. We we deed him. Yeah, we we hurt. Um, we hurt when he's not there. And it's going to be this. This clearly shows the decide the decisions that have been made. So basically what happened here, and there's a new headline coming out, Mike D'Antoni turned down his extension, or contract offer, I should say, making him no longer our head coach. Daryl Morey basically asked out of the job. Uh, Tillman Fertitta, um, the owner, is a Trump supporter. Um, And apparently that has turned some of the Rockets just completely off to the idea of staying. 
Also, James Harden doesn't believe that changing coach and general manager right now gets us any closer to a championship. So at this point, he no longer wants to be a rocket. And apparently he's already turned down a two-year, $103 million extension. Woof. He would have been the first NBA player to make $50 million. Yeah, and he just said no. Well, I mean, like, it doesn't matter how much money. Like, the money and the the championship are two different things. Like, what – like, you make your choice. Like, he clearly was like, I want to win. I don't really care about the money. Right, which look, I mean, I typically, I typically say I want players to want to win. I don't know that I believe James Harden. I don't know. I think he wants to. I think he wants to win. I think that he's frustrated because we've spent so long like getting so close and just not getting there. Oh, for sure. I think he feels like, oh man, we're always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Like, Mm -hmm. no, totally, totally. And he watches other teams kind of build these super teams on the fly and just do it. And he's like, wait a minute. How am I – like, how come this isn't happening for how me? Come, how come we keep missing the boat here? Right. But the, I think the other issue is, like, it doesn't seem like there's any – it doesn't seem like there's a lot of players wanting to, to play next to him. Because, like, there's not other teams – there's not other players who are like, get me to Houston. Yeah, that's true, and I, I, you know, I also think it comes from his like his optics. You know, he he he's, he doesn't play very like, ooh, super flashy basketball. It doesn't like, look like he's trying. Is what is what you're not is what you're trying not to say. Exactly. Right. Right. No, and I agree. I agree. It doesn't but look like he's. It doesn't look like he's trying, and then you're like, wait, he put up how many points? Right. Oh he god. Around, he's got he's got thirty five on sixty percent shooting. And you're like, Jesus, this has been a great game. Right, um, but like no one's ever like he doesn't look like he's tired at all. Like, yeah, he's still, he's, he's still, never, he's still, him, like, he's still, yeah, he's still walk jogging down the down the court. Like, oh, I guess right. I, I guess he's been destroying us. I guess I never realized. No, and that's and that's sort of the you you've got it. You hit the nail on the head, I think. But also, apparently, there's just some you know, there's just some personality issues there where he just he doesn't mesh with the other guys. It just doesn't happen. Um, he now says he wants to go to the Nets. And he is basically saying, send me to the Nets. That's all I'm here for. I'm showing up so that you'll send me to the Nets. I want to go to the Nets. Nets, Nets, Nets. Now, the Nets acquired all of their talent via free agency. They didn't give up assets. They have things on the board. Mm-hmm. But they don't have a ton of tradable assets. They've got some good athletes, some good young players. But they want to keep those guys around because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you know, they need help. They're not just going to win it by themselves. Right. So, however, that is – James Harden is basically saying send me to New Jersey. Or Brooklyn, supposedly. Brooklyn. He wants to go to the Nets. Um, meanwhile, Russell Westbrook is basically like, well, I don't really want to play for the Trump supporter, and I don't really want to be here if James Harden isn't going to be here. Um. Yeah, we're we're legitimately a non-team at this point. Like yeah, if, at this point, we are we are a set of tradable pieces because we don't have we don't have a G, we don't have a we don't have a GM we don't have a coach we don't have a team. I don't know. I, I honestly I don't know if they hired a coach yet. Um. 
like well, like we're yeah. we're running on less than empty guys. Like we got players and that's it. Dude, like I'm we just got players and I an owner. It. The end. We we're uh, I don't know, man. Like honestly, at this point, like like of course I'd be frustrated with this team. Like even if you remove the politics from it, like it's just such a non-starter. This team is right. I don't like. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll look it up here in the break. But I don't even know. Like right now, like as we stand, like as of this moment, we are we are coachless and GMless. I, I mean, they had to have filled one at least one of these positions. The quote that was leaked yesterday is the Rockets are willing to get uncomfortable and keep both James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I don't believe that. Yeah, I I, I doubt it, especially when you're trying to create. This would be. Like, if you're going to start something, you would start here. Because, like, if you don't have a GM, don't have a coach, if you just, you know, literally blow up the whole team, as we're doing currently, like, get a fresh GM, he gets his coach in, he can craft a team how he likes. Yeah, he can flip this roster in one offseason. Like, these guys right now have all – all these guys have value anywhere. Like, Austin Rivers would be a great bench player on any good team. You know, James Harden. It sounds like what James Harden wants to do is he's got two – he's got, I guess, technically three years with a player option at the end of it. So he's got really two years left, and I think what they're all looking at is he goes to New Jersey for two years. They try and steal one or, a title over the next two years, and then he can chase money or chase rings and make his own decision at that point. Right. Um, but another team that looks to me like they're just throwing in the towel – is uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. What happened, guys? They went from being, like, everyone's dark horse pick for the playoffs last year. Like, oh, this team this team could win it all. Um, the Al Horford experiment. If you remember, in Boston, he was, like, one of the veteran guys. Well, he was a surprise cut under the new CBA. You can get rid of a guy, money, blah, 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 type thing. Uh, and he signed a four-year, $109 million contract with Philly. And after one year, he didn't even finish the year starting. He wound up on the bench for the first time in his career. And they have now traded him and somebody else. Uh... Yeah, this was, a, this was a kind of a surprise, I'll be honest with you. Well, Daryl Morey now is the head of I feel like, Philadelphia. I feel like this always happens in sports where everyone's like, this is this is actually a good team. And then it th- turns out that everyone was wrong about it. Right, right. I feel like this this was the same thing with the Chargers, like, again, like a year ago or like two years ago. No, it does feel that way. It really does. Um, they're like, this team is getting... gas, and then they don't do anything. And then they don't do anything at all. Like the Rams, the... not the Chargers, the Rams. Right. Okay. So Oklahoma City is getting a 2025 first round pick. Uh, so far. <laughs> it really is. It's the every other year thing, though. I know. Philadelphia's second round pick this year, and Al Horford and Terrence Ferguson, all for the draft rights to Vasily Misic and Danny Green. Danny Green's a good player. Danny Green's Danny Green can ball. Danny um, Green, he's got a great name. <laughs> this is this is one of the okay. You ready for this? 
So I'm, I'm looking at the ESPN article where they break down the trade. Green has now been traded twice in a week, though technically he has yet to be traded once. Wait. The Thunder had previously agreed on Monday to trade guard Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers for Green and the 28th pick in the draft. But because the Lakers are unable to trade their pick until after this year's draft has been completed, the trade cannot be made until the Lakers have made the pick themselves. So, the <laughs> so Oklahoma City went somewhere else. <laughs> what weird semantic rules? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll take Danny Green. It's like, oh, actually. Oh, no, no, no. Technically, yeah, okay. So Oklahoma City, who technically doesn't have him on the roster, has already agreed to this trade. They're like, yeah, we'll get him from this guy, and then we'll give him to you, and then you'll give us this guy, and we'll give you this guy that we'll get from that guy. Boom. And so technically, this is one of those weird things about the NBA. So because of the every other year thing on the draft picks, the Lakers can't trade the 28th pick in the draft. So they had to make the pick last night and then send the and pick the player that uh, Oklahoma City wanted, and then that finishes the trade. That's hilarious. And during the draft, they found a guy for green already. <laughs> I love it. It's so crazy. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more NBA trades. We're going to talk the NFL. we got a lot going on. This is Nerd Thug Sports. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe. And stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, yeah, so we got a lot going on here. The NBA draft was last night. And the draft usually starts to tell you what teams have looked at their rosters and said, not this year. Not this year. Tell you um, right off the bat, one of those teams, but we've already talked about that. That's going to be the Rockets. Uh, Oklahoma City's still making moves. They already traded Chris Paul earlier this week to the Phoenix Suns for a ton of players and a draft pick. 
I think the only relevant part of that is the draft pick. The players they got, they got decent players, Ricky Rubio and some other guys. Those guys are going to get flipped during the season for more draft picks. Um, I think essentially the Oklahoma City plan is what it was a few years ago. A few years ago, they just had – Oh, leaving, yeah. They had like 9 million draft picks. Yeah, they, when they were leaving Seattle, Kevin Durant had just been drafted. But right before the Kevin Durant draft, they essentially – I think they had t- 9 or 12 first-round picks over the next four seasons. Yeah, it was an insane number. From that, they got Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, James Harden, um, and some and one other guy. I don't remember who it was. Uh, but essentially, the core of the Oklahoma City Thunder that then went to the finals before they traded James Harden away, before they then started kind of breaking that team apart little by little, that was what they did. And so Oklahoma City is just going to do that again, I think. They're going to they're going to build up a a run of, you know, 13 draft picks over 4 years, 5 years, and they're just going to keep trying to get great players and see what happens. Yeah, I mean like if you get to pick first a lot of times, you know, that that really like Well, they got lucky. Get... They got two first selections. I believe both Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant were first picks. Like James insane. Harden was a fourth, I think. Uh, Serge Ibaka, I think, was like 15th. So, like, I mean, even still, like, that's insane. Well, yeah, you got you make these trades, but you, you purposely go to bad teams and try and talk them into giving you picks. Um, you do it far enough in the future that maybe you trade with the middle team and you're just betting they go the other way. Um, right, they trade away their talent, they do bad, you profit. Right, because your pick was four years down the road. Some, um, some big brain moves here. Some of it, some of it really is. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers, I think that they are probably a team. They're, they're the, they're the, I guess we'll try again, T. Yeah, I think they're in the middle. I don't think they're ready to blow it up yet because I don't think Al Horford's the first move if you're blowing it up. You got to remember, they got Joel and B, they got Ben Simmons. It's not a bad team, no, but not by any means. It's just a rather disappointing season for them. Correct. And so I think they just are bailing on the Al Horford thing. Yeah. And this saved up, this freed up a lot of cap space because Danny Green doesn't cost anywhere near as much as they gave Al Horford. So I think they can turn around and try and bring in one or two more players to help them. And right. I help that, fill out this team versus right. spending a bunch of money on one guy. Who just wound up they, they thought if they did Joel Embiid with Al Horford, Al Horford has developed a three-point shot and was a good center. So I think they thought that, like, hey, if 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 we've got two bigs on the floor together and one of them is shooting threes and the other one is just dominating the boards, like, other teams will have to go big and they don't have enough big guys, so we'll wear them down. And it just never worked out that way. Right, and then he turned not very useful and so – well, if it doesn't he, do what you want, if the teams don't respond the way you want them to, like if, if I go yeah. big and you don't respond and now like I'm it, chasing you, like, oh, like, what do I do? Yeah, like it's not a, it's not, it's not the power move anymore. <laughs> right. And I think that's sort of the, so the Rockets did the, they went super small this year. That was a big experiment for them. Um, at one point, they were the only team in NBA history who didn't have somebody over five, uh, over 6'10 on their roster. Like, I mean, or active on their roster, I should say. And and there was just just 
it didn't it worked at times, but on games when it didn't work, we would get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so another team that is floating between good and bad, the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, the young Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. I like um, we can call him that, okay? <laughs> yes. Well, you have to because uh, I'm not even sure I'm saying the last name right when I try. So I mean, you're confident enough. Like I accept confident, it. but like if you were to correct me, I'd be like, "Yeah, that sounds right." <laughs> yeah, that's way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's what I meant. Um, the Kings—they've got a pretty good player by the name of Bogdan Bodan Bogdanovich, and I love this guy. Like he is super Russian, super foreign, big dude shooter, but he's a grinder. He plays good defense, uh, and they love talking to him on like the different like networks because he does he gives good interviews because he's hard to understand and he's funny. Um, so the Kings and the, the Bucks made a move for him. It was a sign and trade deal. They were going to take on a new big contract for Bojanovic. Um, basically they've got a year to convince Giannis to stay because he can sign the, whatever they're calling it now, the Supermax five-year extension next year. And so, you know, five years, 200 million, whatever it is, but they need to, they need him to want to stay. So the right. Bucks have been actively reshaping the roster around him. And one of the things they were going to do was a sign and trade for Bojanovic. And he put a pretty big monkey wrench in that. Ooh. He announced that he's going to go ahead and enter restricted free agency. He said, guys, I appreciate the move. It was going to be a sign and trade. Basically, Milwaukee offered him a deal. He could sign it. The Kings would offer him a deal that Milwaukee is willing to pay. He signs it with the Kings. They didn't trade him to Milwaukee. Um, instead, he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and I'm going to find my own offer sheet. The Kings can choose to match it yes or no. But I'm pretty sure, if I remember my NBA rules right, that if the Kings sign him to a new offer sheet, a new contract, they can't trade him until 45 days after he signs. Now, I don't know if the new CBA is going to – I don't know if they're going to go back to the CBA and shorten all of these things because of the shorter season. Keep in mind we're in a truncated off season. Keep in mind we're in 10 games less. We're starting later. Uh, I, I'm, I can easily see them getting together and saying like a 30-day instead of 45-day window. Either way, it will be February – because like there's an official start date and all that, so it would be February before he could join the Bucks if they wind up still doing this deal, and that's mid, that's mid season. Right, it's too late at that point. So he may have killed this deal if he sign if he gets a better offer somewhere else. Restricted free agency basically means the Kings ultimately have the right to say to match any offer he gets from anywhere. So a lot of times, team no no team makes an offer. Because like a team like the Kings can afford to match any offer. There's not a contract too big the Kings wouldn't match for him. But if they're right. already talking about trading him away, there's a possibility that somebody could get him away from the Kings for nothing. Um, but if that happens, Bo- Bojanovic is going to be one of the top paid players from this free agency class. So good for him. Yeah. So if, if he signs a $100 million contract somewhere, then yeah, the Kings might not be bringing him back because the Bucks don't want to pay him twenty five mil a year. Right. Um. 
but yeah, the Bucks did get Drew Holiday um, from the New Orleans Pelicans, starting point guard. He's a good. He's a good player. They would have paired, so they would have been pairing uh, Giannis with a good point guard, and Bojanovic is. A, they're calling him a versatile offensive wing. Versatile offensive wing. He shoots the threes at about forty percent, and uh, he's a big dude. And he's only twenty-eight, so this team would have had a, a window of a few years. It wouldn't have been the worst roster ever. It would have. It probably would have helped the Bucks, but uh, now we don't know. <laughs> the world may never know. Right, and the Kings are always sellers. Like the Kings have never once been buyers. They tried to be buyers two years ago, and it didn't work. They actually went. They had a really young team that they were really proud of, and they went and they got guys like, um, okay, this was the team who traded for Vince. This is the team that signed Vince Carter, and oh no, I can't think of his name now. Uh, <laughs> he was from Memphis. Oh, uh, Zach Randolph, who are two just great veteran dudes. They're leaders of the league. They are consummate professionals, and they traded for Andre Iguodala. And they were playing, and Andre Iguodala didn't want to come to work. Uh, oh, yeah. And the head coach of the Kings threw some flat-out fire at him and said, I'm not worried about guys who don't want to play here. I got guys who want to be here and want to play. I got nothing to say for someone who doesn't want to come play basketball. Pseudo. <laughs> <laughs> I think we covered that story. We did. We did, and I loved it. I loved the quote. I loved the fire. The Kings were like, ah, we're not worried about it. He doesn't want to come here. He doesn't have to come here. We don't need him. Um, but meanwhile, Vince Carter and Zach Randolph were, were showing these young bucks the way, and it just worked out that it didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Not every story works that way, right? Um, and now they're sellers again. Um, and Bogdanovich was part of that young team playing well. So the Golden State Warriors, they may just be permanently cursed now. Oh no! The rumor mill is flying, and by the time this airs, people will know more. So I don't know. Uh, but Clay Thompson suffered a leg injury during the workout yesterday. Oof. And it's he's gonna go undergo an MRI today. And the the news coming out doesn't sound great. So Thompson missed all of last season after tearing the ACL on his left knee during game six of the finals. He's been rehabbing like crazy, trying to get ready for this year. And he was playing with several NBA players in L.A., and he felt a pain in his calf area when he landed on his leg. The Warriors are worried it's possibly an Achilles tendon injury, but are holding out hope it's not serious and are determined to wait on the results. Like, this is just this is just the karma of the last, like, five years finally. Yeah, look, you, you got three titles. You, you stormed the NBA gates. You changed the way everyone played basketball. Here is your reward. Um... But this is what's going to happen. They basically played two extra seasons of basketball by running through the NBA for four years like they did. Um, Wear and tear adds up. And they were healthy for so long. They were due. Um, But many members of the organization are flying out to be with Klay Thompson as he does the MRI. Uh, That's not a good sign. (laughs) It's really not. Yeah, that's um, the that's the that's the joke. It's like when you go in for a cold and the Avengers walk in, it's like, oh god. 
Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> so, or like if someone ever is like, hey, can you send me to my office real quick? I need to ask you something. And you walk in and like your parents are there with like the, the manager of the building and you're like, oh no. Oh no. It's, uh, it's never good. Um, yeah. Basketball player goes to get uh, MRI. His team shows up. It's like, yeah. oh no. That's Several not a members good sign. of the organization are going to be there with him during the MRI. Well, that's not a good sign. It's really not. And if it, and if that happens, the Warriors, um, they had they had been in talks that more than likely they were going to trade Andrew Wiggins for someone else, a better fit for the team, and it was going to be Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, this other person, and Draymond Green, plus the young kids they've got around them. Well, if Clay Thompson's not ready to go. And it's Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins. It's it's just not the same story. Yeah, like this 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 unbeatable literal golden team is now like a shell of its former self. Right, and it was it just was bound to happen. I remember somebody was like, when somebody wanted to do the asterisk game when the busted up Warriors went to play the Cavaliers and it was just Steph Curry. You know, it's Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson, and then Clay Thompson gets hurt and it's just it's there's nothing you know what I'm saying? Yeah, as soon like, as soon as soon as that happened, I was like, well that was a series. Right. And and somebody wanted to be like, oh well that this championship deserves an asterisk. And it's like, well if you remember the first time the Cavaliers played the Warriors before Kevin Durant Durant came over uh, the very first year, LeBron James played alone. Both Kevin Love and uh, Kyrie Irving were hurt. And Matthew Dellavedova and J.R. Smith were LeBron James's backup. Um, the yeah. second, and, and the Warriors won that one. So you get to move on. You go, okay, well, the Warriors are the champions. The second year with Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, suddenly the Warriors lose. Then they get Kevin Durant. They win two in a row. And then this third year, it's it's all bad news. It's all bad news, Bears. But you can't sit there and say, like, you knew what it was going to take. Yeah. Also, I don't like I don't like the asterisk thing. I always I always find that argument really annoying. Yeah, it's, I don't I don't I don't believe in that. I don't believe in the labeling thing. But if you're gonna like, it's just sports. Like you can't right. label it unless there's some real thing. Like you find out the refs cheated or something like. Yeah, like, turns you know, out half the roster was on steroids. It's like, all right, well. Right, you gotta, you gotta really show some sort of cause for, for an asterisk. Um, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming right at you. We'll be right back. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. 
I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses, local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open. They require the support of their community. So takeout uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can find us on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Or um, you just send us a message there. Send us a little note. Tell us how we're doing. Tell tell me I'm pretty. Tell me you like me. Tell me you care. That's all I need, buddy. That's it. I'm special. <laughs> special. Um, before we get too far into anything, Nico, go ahead and tell our friends about The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more is open and at full operating hours. Uh, you're required to wear a mask if you want to come inside. But they do have table space available. If you want to be uh, a bit more safe, they also have delivery options and a curbside available uh so they still have some events going on uh so thursday november 19th at 6 p.m is the comic collectors united uh so come on down to show off your collection talk about you know cool books you found or any uh, information if you're trying to hunt for something a little more special uh friday november 20th at 7 p.m is the star wars uh x-wing casual meetup Saturday the 21st at 2 p.m. Uh, we have the Pokemon casual meetup. Saturday at 6 p.m. is the Warhammer and Tabletop Warhammer meetups. And then Sunday the 22nd is the Adult Adventures League. Limited number of spots are available, and they are still looking for DMs if you are interested. And, of course, we have uh, not this not this upcoming uh, Saturday, but the one right after Black Friday, the 28th of november is the digimon super pre-sale as our first big event of 2020 right is i feel like the lockdowns are slowly encroaching on my entire life yeah Uh, yeah it looks like it (laughs) hopefully we can get this one weekend of fun knocked out it'll be a great time uh signups are still available i believe on the uh, adventure uh, begins website there's only a 20-man tournament. Uh, $20 entry gets you a trial deck and one pack, and then we play that, and then there's prize packs available. And if you just want to sit, uh, just hang out and sit down and learn how to play the game, it's a real fun time, uh, come join us November 28th at the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. Oh, look at that. I like that. I'm excited about this uh, upcoming next Saturday, the 28th. It'll be a good event. Coming out with us, I'll be signing comic books. We'll be selling shirts. We'll be having a good time, and the Digimon card game will be previewing. So, get ready. Um. Okay, we got three stories here. We got about ten minutes to get into them. Really. Um. We'll start here. Rapid this is the biggest up. one. This one impacts the league right now. This is a big deal. 
The New Orleans Saints, I believe, are in first place in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, last game, uh, pay, uh, Drew Brees came out at halftime. And when they came out at halftime, he was he was on the sidelines and he didn't go back in. Jameis Winston came out, and between him and Taysom Hill, they finished the game. Yeah, and they looked okay. They looked serviceable. No big deal. Um, there was a MRI and X-rays done that night, and the diagnosis that came out was a collapsed lung and several fractured ribs on both sides of his body. Oh, sick. Uh, I guess he didn't believe them. I don't know. I don't. They're not even saying partially collapsed. They're saying collapsed lung. And I guess he didn't buy that. I don't. I'm not totally clear on this. But he got a second opinion, and it confirms the original diagnosis of a collapsed lung and a total of five fractured ribs. That's as of yesterday. Um, there's no determination for a return. Who blew him up? <laughs> what happened? I guess he just got hit a couple times. Um, <laughs> oh my God. His coach gave a really helpful answer on teleconference. Uh, no update. I'm eating a bagel. I was hoping to be chewing it when you asked. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> not anytime soon, and he's in no hurry to bring him back. I mean, look. Alright, so this goes back to Louisiana just being way more prepared than everyone else, because I feel like any other organization would be panicking. You know what? I can't argue that because Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. They've been working. They've been doing stuff. And and they've been using Taysom Hill in spots anyway. So it's not a big change for him. And then Jameis Winston. um, I mean, hopefully he's picked up enough in the meetings because they're going they're going to go with him. Yeah, I mean, he's no longer blind. Uh, you know, this may be uh, yet again the Saints rehabbing another, you know, quarterback's image. If you remember last year, Teddy Bridgewater went five and zero, and then got himself some good money. Yeah, uh, back out there in the league, and so Jameis Winston might be. Listen, one or two years here in New Orleans might be the thing to do. <laughs> That's just the new plan. It's just New Orleans is going to keep cycling quarterbacks. Okay, but. He, Think about it. They'll probably do it, uh, yeah, for sure, at least until Drew Brees is done. If Drew Brees plays till he's 45, that's four more years. Uh, I don't so quite like James Well, considering Winston, he's like, he like exploded recently. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, now, James Winston, I will say this, you know, he, while I had nothing nice to say about his career, he was a starter, top of the draft pick, athletic. People thought he should be better than he was. So and, uh, to theory, to give him credit, to give him credit, despite his obscene amount of interceptions, he threw for a million yards. He did. I, I believe he led the league with the six thousand or five fifty three hundred or whatever it wound up being. Um, so you're not wrong. Like he put the ball down the field. The pro and really, if you think about this, if those interceptions were catches for his guys, how many more yards would he have had? Yeah, he would have had like 20 billion yards. Yeah, he'd been at the 7,200-yard mark if those interceptions had counted because he threw a lot of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so the that's, problem. But so that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> if they can cut down the interceptions. Which hopefully they can because you can see. You can see. Plus the jerseys are different colors now. Who knows? Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Throw to the black. It's, it's the small things. 
Maybe he's got a new favorite color. Um, but really, listen, over the next four years, they just sign whoever, whatever starter gets cut from somewhere. They bring him in for a year or two to just cover the three or four games that Drew Brees can't play every year. Why, why not? Yeah. Now, if Drew Brees wakes up, you know, next week and says, like, this is it. Like, my, my, literally my lung has collapsed. I, I don't want to play past this season. Then I think New Orleans would sit down and start going, we should get a young quarterback and grow him. But right now, uh, until something develops, I think they're going to keep doing it like this. And I don't know that Taysom Hill's the guy. I know that Sean Payton loves him. I don't know that he's the long-term dude. Because I think if he was, I don't think they would have signed Jameis Winston this year. I know they got him on discount. I know I understand all of that. I just don't think they would have. Yeah, maybe. I think they would have gone. Also, it also may have been just a just a, a safety play because. But that's apparently my point. Like, if you have Taysom Hill, then you just go get some other just anybody, Chase Daniels, you know Carson Palmer. You don't care who it is. Maybe there's someone in the organization who's literally just like me, and it's like we well, can see now though. Yeah. Wait, and maybe listen. Maybe that was the conversation. <laughs> in the meeting. He was like, "Look, coach, I'm not gonna lie. I got the LASIK. Suddenly, I can read books." I don't know, man. I, I looked at the playbook yesterday, and the lines made sense. I had never seen the lines before. Um, You're like, do you wear glasses? I used to, but not really. <laughs> yeah, like I wear them in practice, but not at the game. That's already my first flight. Ugh, I don't even want to get that. <laughs> I just, I it's so funny. My team, the first time it happened, like the first time he shows up for a game without glasses and then says, I don't want to look stupid. It's like, you threw four picks. Do you think you look smart? Like, He's what like, yeah, but look, but look how many yards I have. Yeah, but coach, six hundred yards, man, six hundred yards. We lost by thirty points. Like, what do you, what do you do? It's like, it's like, yeah, it would have been great. If, like, the other half of those catches are ours. Yeah, we would have had like nine hundred. Yeah, that's great. You finished the game nine for fourteen, but you had five interceptions. So really, you went fourteen for fourteen. Really good job. Great. But not one of your passes touched the ground. Fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. Next time, throw to our guys, you idiot. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I <laughs> that's my theory. My theory is that James Winston is the greatest quarterback who never had a chance because he couldn't see. Like it's genuine... like that one. It's like it's like that one like the story of the blind kid who played football in like that tiny town. Yeah, what was that? What was the point of that? Like, why did they even? You know, uh, this is gonna get me in so much trouble, but I honestly don't. I don't care. So, like, I won't name the person. I guess if you were intimate in my social media, you would know who this is. A friend of mine that I grew up with uh, works in education and writes for education and covers it in another town, okay? Not even here in Houston. Don't even look. Um, one time we were having a conversation, and the conversation went to special education, and it came up where there was a student who couldn't see, and she talked about wanting to be a film director. I've got questions. Like, listen, change your dreams. Be who you want to be. And as inspirational as it sounds that you want to be a film director, what, I mean, really, how are you going to direct a film if you can't see? I mean, like, I can, I can, I can think of some things. Taking film appreciation. But how would you know what you get on film is what you want? I don't know. Film for blind people. There's a practical aspect of this where you're not really directing anymore. 
It's 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 the whole it's the landscape, but the landscapes are all in braille. <laughs> right, but like it can be story by like big idea by blind chick, but when actual shots are being directed, someone else is gonna. Yeah, are you are are you really the director if you can't see what's going on? Yeah, and that's my that's my issue there. Like, look, we got to be a little more honest about some things, and if you can't see, maybe you're not the quarterback, and if you're willing to go out there and not wear your glasses when you're doing a job that you have to see 40 yards downfield for, maybe you don't deserve the job. Right. And you know what? He did. And he got it again. He got LASIK and now he completed the game. <laughs> he did get LASIK. That's the dumbest part of the whole story. He got LASIK five years into the gig. What, did I already make $40 million? I guess I'll get LASIK now. Yeah, it was like, dang, LASIK money cleared. It's like, the Dude, you've had part, it the whole time. And he's like, bah. The dumber part is that the year five salary basically doubled his career earnings, and he didn't do it going into that year. The yeah. first four years is about $23 million. The year five is 20 total in one year. And he didn't get lazy going into that season. Publicly, okay. everyone's like, this is a make-or-break year for the Buccaneers and for Jameis Winston. And he's like, ah, we'll see. And more importantly, he can go out saying that he got replaced by the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> it's like, I Tom threw Brady for 6,000 yards, and it took Tom Brady to take my job. That's embarrassing. I'm the greatest quarterback that ever lived. That's embarrassing. Somewhere his hype man is telling him the exact same thing, though. Ah, uh, I'm Jameis Winston's hype man. You think you are. All right, before we get too much deeper into this. Um, hey, here's a good way to lose your job. Get an argument with your with your boss. An no way. Never would have guessed. In the media as a nasty verbal confrontation. Uh, the New York Giants have announced they fired offensive line coach Mark Colombo following a nasty verbal confrontation with head coach Joe Judge. Maybe it was about the fact that they suck. Um, either way, he's gone. How would you feel losing your job halfway through the season because you argue with the head coach? Like, I assume that's the reason you get fired in the first place, so not really that bad, I guess. You don't think they fire people because they suck? I would think that more people... Here, if I was running an NFL franchise and week eight we're not very good, I go to my worst unit, cornerbacks, wide receivers, whatever it is, I fire that coach. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking around and we're not getting any interceptions and we're getting blown out in the passing game. I'm not going to keep going, guys, let's figure it out. We're eight weeks in. They haven't figured it out. You've had eight chances. I got to give it to somebody else. Call it Deion Sanders. I don't know. Um, there's another story I want to touch on real quick. You have 20 seconds. Maybe the biggest jerk in the NFL, and no, no one's told him. Wow. So he was one of the dissenting votes in the player reps CBA situation that went on. 14 players voted no. Uh, here's his quotes, though. So he was asked about it on the radio. I wasn't real, real happy about the way things went down. Uh, Roger said Wednesday when asked why he's no longer the Packers rep. He stepped down as the Packers rep this week also. Um, on Wednesday, Roger said, I think from last season, negotiating with the current player in the room, oh, negotiating without a current player in the room, and then the things that happened in Indy and the way that vote went, I wasn't really excited about it. I wanted to get involved in an important year because I thought it was a good look for the union. I can't say I was heavily involved. I came into some of the meetings late at the combine. Okay, he's already admitting like he's a crappy rep. But I think it's time for somebody else to take that role. 
who wants to spend a week of their life sitting in meetings and going through all that. To me, it's just not what I want to do at this point in my career. He also goes on to say the CBA passed with the votes 1,019 to 959. So it wasn't like the league is thrilled with this new CBA. Uh, He also said in the radio appearance, listen to this quote, he was disheartened by the fact that he sent several electronic messages to his teammates about the talking points of the CBA and got next to no responses. If, If the quarterback of my team is repping me in the CBA and text me what's going on in the CBA. You respond unless you don't like your quarterback. Right. Or you don't care. Well, they all care. It's their money. They all care, but you care way less when it's like, if, if the jerk of the team is the guy going to do it, like, let's say there was a fourth member. Let's say there was a third member of Earth Radio. right now. It's you and me. Let's say there was a third member of Earth radio. We didn't like him. And then they want it to like, like, let's just say they randomly called and were like, hey, um, I got us a new deal. Uh, they want us They want to, They want want us. us to wear visors on the show. We wear masks. We wear masks. We wouldn't respond to that text because we wouldn't care because we would think it's stupid. And then the next time he saw us, he'd be like, guys, did you get my visor text? And we'd be like, yeah, we saw it. <laughs> he'd be like, so like, what size visor do you need? And then we would ignore that as well. And he'd be like, so like, is it just me? So just me? That's just what I think. Like, that's what I think. That's what I'm taking away from this. Because if, if my quarterback, if I'm the offensive lineman, first of all, I already love my quarterback. That's sort of built into the whole thing. Um, unless, unless he's a jerk. Unless he's a jerk. So maybe Aaron Rodgers is secretly a jerk. Olivia Munn said something along the lines also, like, of that, because they dated. And, like, after they broke up, she kind of made, like, one of the, like, shady woman posts where she was, like, happiest I've ever been, and it's, like, her in a pool. And they're like, uh, you were just dating an NFL quarterback. Ouch. <laughs> he must not be very cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just something to keep an eye on. Uh, I think I'm starting to build the story Aaron Rodgers is a jerk. Uh, all that being said, we're up against it, so we're going to get out of here. Uh, on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, on behalf of The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, on behalf of uh, everybody, enjoy yourselves, wash your hands, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel, take care of each other. The COVID is coming back strong, so wear your mask, please. Six feet, all that good stuff. Fight the power. Black Lives Matter. Take care of each other, guys. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow on Nerd Thug Radio.